This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doring and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Fourth Sunday of Advent A reading from the Second Book of Samuel When King David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies on every side, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am, living in a house of cedar, while the ark of God dwells in a tent. Nathan answered the king, Go do whatever you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that night the Lord spoke to Nathan and said, Go tell my servant David. Thus says the Lord, Should you build me a house to dwell in? It was I who took you from the pasture and from the care of the flock to be the commander of my people of Israel. I have been with you wherever you went, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you, and I will make you famous like the great ones of the earth. I will fix a place for my people Israel. I will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. Neither shall the wicked continue to afflict them as they did of old, since the time I first appointed judges over my people Israel. I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord also reveals to you that he will establish a house for you, and when your time comes and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your heir after you, sprung from your loins, and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall stand firm forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. The promises of the Lord I will sing forever. Through all generations my mouth shall proclaim your faithfulness. For you have said my kindness is established forever. In heaven you have confirmed your faithfulness. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant. Forever will I confirm your posterity and establish your throne for all generations. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. He shall say of me, You are my Father, my God, the Rock, my Savior. Forever I will maintain my kindness toward him and my covenant with him stands firm. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Our reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, to him who can strengthen you, according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret for long ages, but now manifested through the prophetic writings, and according to the command of the eternal God, made known to all nations to bring about the obedience of faith. To the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever and ever. 
Amen. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will be upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who has been called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Kevin, we are entering the final week of the Advent season, and there's only a few days until Christmas. Getting excited. I know we're in Advent season still, but I'm getting excited. <laughs> well, a lot of us are going to be finishing up our last minute, you know, Christmas shopping, our baking and candy making and gift wrapping and decorating our houses for the Christmas season. And as we finish our preparation, let's keep in mind the messages from this Sunday's reading. God is faithful and God keeps his promises. Yes. And of course, with all that preparation, we cannot overlook the importance of Christmas Mass, Christmas Christ Mass. We need to always remember that it's God that will take care of us and not the other way around. And I really think that's what we see in the book of Samuel today. Uh, You know, David seems to have a pretty reasonable desire. I'm living in a house of cedar, but the ark of God is dwelling in a tent. I need to take care of God and his dwelling. And Nathan says, go ahead and do what you wish. But then God speaks to Nathan that that night and says, wait a second here. I'm the one who took you from the pasture to care for your flock, David. I'm the one who, and he actually says, I, 10 times, right? He's making it very clear that I am the one who's going to take care of you and not the other way around. And, And he will choose to have, of course, David's son Solomon build a temple or establish a house. But I think this reading goes beyond that. It's not just that Solomon's going to build this temple physically, but we're also trying to put in place, or God's trying to put in place here, that this will also be a household of people that are made holy by God's laws. This will also be a household that's going to be prefiguring the papacy. This is another household that has, you know, that Davidic covenant sign. So it's not, again, to me, just the physical building of the temple, but it's, again, it's this holy people of God. It's the holy um, papacy that we have and the gift that we're given. So just a beautiful tie on how, again, it's God that is in control 
We, we may not understand it all the time, but again, that's part of that journey of trust. Exactly. So yeah. much. It, this is so far beyond just David. This is the whole dynasty, right? Exactly. exactly. Everything's built on. You know, David's desire to build the temple, that wasn't wrong. It just wasn't part of God's plan for him. God had other work ahead for David, and he went on to lead the Israelites in many wars, defeating wicked rulers in those lands. And, you know, we've also probably all heard the expression, It's in God's time, or God's time is not our time. There we go. And as a rule, we are impatient. You know, we want things now, and we want things the way they ought to be. And this also isn't necessarily a bad thing, but having things our way right here, right now, might throw us off the course that God has planned for us. Some of us might look back at our lives as being common and ordinary, and maybe we hope that someday we'll have an opportunity to do something great in the service of God. But in reality, if we are living according to God's law and according to our station in life, whatever that might be, wife or mother, husband, father, son or daughter, brothers and sisters, we are already doing something great in the service of God. So going back to David's prayer, how David responded when God told him no to the temple, David praised God for his greatness. And in prayer, David acknowledged and thanked God for everything that God had done for him. It's through our obedience to God's will, our cooperation with God's grace and remaining faithful and thankful and putting ourselves in the service of God and to those that God puts in our lives that we're doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. You know, and now recognizing that this, you know, God is in control in God's time, that kind of brings us right into the second reading. And in the second reading, this is uh, the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. St. Paul begins by explaining the truth of the gospel, that it was kept hidden until the time was at hand for God's plan of salvation to be fully revealed through Jesus Christ. And he goes on to remind us that the divine purpose has always been to unite all all nations under the one true God, who is the source of all wisdom and eternal glory. Yeah, and I really like how he ties two things here. We said, like you were saying, the proclamation of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah. And then he says, this has now been manifested through the prophetic writings. So Christ is the fulfillment of all the prophets. All the prophets' sayings and their writings, they all pointed to the Christ, And then when we have that reality of Jesus Christ in our lives, then he says, this is to bring about the obedience of faith. The idea of obedience, to listen to, to submit your will to someone else, that is a beautiful sign of love. And and really, I think, a mark of what it means for us to be Catholics, to be obedient to Jesus Christ in the fullness of all of his teachings. And, And in the gospel, I really love, out of an obedience as a sign of love, Look how beautiful Mary's response is and that beautiful sign of obedience as she was betrothed to a man named Joseph. Yeah. Now, Joseph made a decision to accept the incredible truth about the incarnation and his decision began for him a life altering journey of faith, a journey in which he set an example for all of us to follow. God entrusted Joseph with a responsibility to shelter and defend his most precious gift of his only begotten son. And as heirs to the kingdom, we have a share in that same responsibility to continue the mission of evangelization, holding fast to the truth that was revealed some 2000 years ago. Yeah. And of course, it was life altering for Mary as well. (laughs) The angel came and said, hail, full of grace. 
Uh, this is the only biblical instance where an angel addresses someone by their title and not by their name. And of course, full of grace. This is really, if you think about it, where grace abides, uh, sin is absent. We talked about the Immaculate Conception a few weeks ago. Sin cannot exist, for indeed Christ took flesh and blood from Mary. And him as our Savior, he could not be sin. And so therefore, Mary could not be with sin as well. Um, You know, what a beautiful start when you think about the rosary also. This is the first joyful mystery. Hail, full of grace. And then the angel uh, continues and says... He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. Of course, that fulfills the first reading, and that's a beautiful fulfillment of that. Well, of course, Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I have no relations with a man? Now, you know, there wasn't anything, you know, maybe earth-shaking, maybe about the angel's announcement that should have perplexed Mary, but remember, she was betrothed to David, um, betrothed to Joseph, sorry, and, and that was a legally binding marriage. And so you would think the children would be the result of a marriage and the marital act. So really, this question about how can this be since I have no relations with a man, that only makes sense unless she intended to forego the ordinary sexual relations even as a married woman. And so that makes that, that question reasonable then. And again, she asked from a position of trust the angel answers her and how she will have be part of the salvation history. And then Mary becomes the Ark of the new covenant. And she ends with this, this saying, and I think this is just beautiful for, we also need to answer this way as well to the Lord. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done according, may it be done to me according to your word. And how beautiful that response is as we end our Advent season. And we wish all of you a, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MatraDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.